What up, what up, what up everyone? Welcome to episode 215. You heard that right, episode 215 of Combos Court, and I am Combo. Don't forget to rate, review, and punch down on that subscribe button right on your Apple Podcast app or wherever you listen to Combos Court. Today's show is segments from the MVP podcast hosted by Max Van Auken. It was great talking NBA draft with Max. A great conversation. Can't wait for you all to hear it. You could find Max on Instagram at Max underscore Van underscore Auken. That's M-A-X underscore V-A-N underscore A-U-K-E-N. And don't forget to subscribe to the MVP podcast with Max Van Auken. You could find me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O. C-O-M-B-O. Let's get into it. I am joined by my good friend, colleague, um, Andrew Combo Salad. Oh, man, it's, it's, it's always good to be here. Uh, first to catch up, you know, always great catching up with you. Second of all, you know, just we always we always give them some great content, you know, always give them some great content. So it kills two birds with uh, with one stone, maybe three birds. Who knows? Wow. Three birds. Getting a little yeah, crazy. I had, a, I, had, I had another I had another bird, but I forgot. <laughs> I was, was going to lead off with that. But whatever. Combo, I like the shirt. Where can people check oh, out the okay. shirt? Oh, DM me. One, two, combo. O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. You know this is so funny? When Nothing I, too fancy, you know? Nothing I know. I like fancy. the long sleeve. I'm a long sleeve type of guy. When I um was on your Instagram, I'm like, okay, combo. You know I've never taken the time to actually read your name, so I'm like, one, two, combo. I'm like, oh, that is so clever. The one, two, combo. Like, I just see combo. I never really read what was before the combo, so now I see the one, two. It just adds another element to your page. Yeah, I have to admit I did not make that up. My friend Clue made it up, so shouts to him. Yeah, he uh, he's like, you got to get Instagram. <laughs> he basically like – he took the photo, like he added it. I guess there wasn't combo, so he came up with that. He's a pretty creative guy. No, so, I like uh, it. I was like, shouts, shouts, shouts to him. I meant to text yeah. you that too. I was like, combo, I love your name. But then I was like, man, I don't, I don't know. I, I think I got carried away doing something else. But, yeah, you would think I'm a boxer or something, right? Like, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. It adds yeah. another element to your page. Yeah. It's like Hooper slash maybe he's the best boxer you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's very creative. I did not come up with it. Shouts the clues. So, no, <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. Well, combo. We have the draft coming out um, November 18th. Obviously, the, the start of the NBA season is projected for December 22nd. We're getting free agency talks. We're getting rumors. Um, but I wanted to use your expertise – um, you see the game through a different lens because obviously you played on an elite level and then as as a media personality such as yourself. So you have so many different perspectives that you offer. So I wanted to get your perspective 
on like the first top 10 picks of the NBA draft? Because, I mean, I've heard um, so many different takes, so many different opinions. Someone likes Anthony Edwards. Other people like LaMelo Ball. Um, you have Wiseman. You have Toppin. So there's so many different prospects. I wanted to get your expertise. Can you do that for me? Sure, man. Let's get it done. I uh, I just put out my top five. It was kind of like a mini big board. It wasn't right. a mock. It wasn't the order I thought it would go in. It was just the, the top five players that I thought are going to be the best players or the best players in the draft and all that good stuff, you know? So, yeah, I'm glad to do this with you, Max. I'm very excited. And now um, later in the week, I'll have on my guy, Zach. There's obviously some gems in the draft that he'll that he'll point out. But I wanted to definitely get your, your head um, – your head guys, your top guys of the draft, and who you think and who you like and where we see them going. So the first overall pick, Timberwolves, you're the guest. Do you want to go with the first pick? Sure. And I'm going to go with my number one of my top five available, Anthony Edwards. Uh, I'm going with Anthony Edwards because I think I'm not going necessarily with fit here. And uh, the other choice is Lamella, which I don't really think is a great fit. Rashad thought it was a great fit because he says you need two ball-dominant guards in today's NBA, which I could see for sure. But in my opinion, I mean, Anthony Edwards is the best player available. Um, I think it, everybody knows he's a good athlete, but I don't think everybody realizes how great of an athlete he is. He has all the athleticism that like is eye-popping, and then he has the stuff we can't really see, like the, the deceleration that Luka and James Harden have. So he's a ridiculous athlete. I think people aren't giving him enough credit. He gets his shot off so easily uh, at all three levels. He gets separation on his jump shot. He's an NBA scorer right now. Like, if you put in, him in an NBA game, he's going to score. I just think he's the best player in this draft. I think he will be the best player in this draft, and I think he has the most superstar potential. So pretty much whoever had the first pick, I would go with Anthony Edwards, me personally. Wow. I except, love- maybe the, except maybe the Warriors, which I think Wiseman is, is a great fit there, but... Right. I really like Edwards. Yeah. No, I agree with everything you just said. Like, I, I love Anthony Edwards, his game. I, I, I don't know who exactly said it. I think it may have been Perkins. And he talked about Westbrook's athleticism um, with Harden's craft. And I'm like, man, that's scary. Just let alone that's scary. Um, and then watch. He really is that athletic. I think people yeah. are saying, yeah. I think people are saying, like, yeah, he's a great athlete, but not really realizing it, that he literally runs and jumps. Almost like Zion, not too far away. Obviously, he's not the weight, and he decelerates like Luka and Harden. Like, he really has all that type of athleticism. It's right. really interesting. Right, in which... Are, he's not even getting that kind of credit for it. They're just saying, yeah, good athlete, you know? Right. No, that's a good point, because I think people think about his skills as well, because he's so skilled. So instead right. of just highlighting the athleticism, there's so many things to highlight. Um, and then with the clutch sports open workouts, I was impressed. Like, I know it's just a workout, but I'm like, I just love his attitude. I like how he carries himself. I think he has the dog yeah. mentality. I am going to have a slight disagreement with you, and that is if you say Anthony Edwards is the best player in this draft, like I'm not going to argue with it, but I do think LaMelo is a very interesting prospect. And if I were the Timberwolves, I actually agree with Rashad on this one. I think I would run with him number one because I think his ability to set D'Angelo Russell up would allow D'Angelo Russell to just kind of blossom and thrive because I think Anthony Edwards is to everything you just said but I don't know if he'll be able to set up D. Russ the way LaMelo would. Now, either way, do you think it's a fit, though? Well, if you could have Anthony Edwards on ball and D'Angelo Russell plays great off ball, right? Right, that's true. Very true. So, I mean, D'Angelo Russell could do both. Um, I like LaMelo, and I had him number two on my best available. Okay. But I was thinking about this today, man. 
So let's compare him and Tyrese Halliburton, right? Okay. So I know there's nuance to everything, but I really put a little bit of thought into this. They have the same weakness. They're not the best ISO scorers, right? Right. Neither one of them. Right. LaMelo is obviously the better passer, but Tyrese is not a bad passer. He's actually a very good passer who has great instincts, great vision, and is a great passer himself, just not special, special like LaMelo. Okay, so we give that to LaMelo, but it's not even a weakness for Tyrese, right? Tyrese is clearly the better shooter. Tyrese is clearly the better defender right now, even though LaMelo has some tools. And Tyrese is a proven winner. That's a lot going in Tyrese's favor when we compare those two guys. And I think most people would have LaMelo clearly over Tyrese. What are your thoughts on all of that? Does all that make sense to you? Yeah, I, I love Tyrese Halliburton's game. Like I even – I will talk about it. I, oh, and, um, one more, and one more thing. He plays better off the ball than LaMelo. Agreed. And he has two different types of forms, which is very interesting. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But what I do – like I said, Tyrese Halliburton and LaMelo both have the Bluetooth quality. So I said LeBron is Bluetooth, Michael Jordan's Wi-Fi, and then I broke down what that was. Um, Magic and then, Johnson's Bluetooth, right? Yeah, Magic Johnson's Bluetooth. What, what's Bird, though? I think, he's both. I think he's a, he's a little bit of both. He's got he's got yeah, that yeah. Wi-Fi and he's got the Bluetooth. Um, but right, I think right. Tyrese Halliburton and Lamelo have that quality where they can connect with any device. Sometimes Lamelo's ball dominant, but I think he can connect with any device. Um, and I think Tyrese Halliburton has that as well. So I love Halliburton's game. But I think the reason why most people it's like clearly why Lamelo's projected higher than him because everything you said is true. But I think we're thinking long term the development of Lamelo. I think he obviously he plays with more flair. Um, he's definitely yeah. showtime. He'll get people in seats. But and I think Tyrese has some flair too. He does. Him in transition. He does. He certainly does. Yeah. But I think, but not the same as Lamelo. I agree with right, that. Right, right. But I also think we think of Lamelo as a six-eight point guard, which people just are obsessed with the height of a point guard position. And then we think of the potential and room for growth. And so, like, I think when you kind of accommodate all that and you bring everything into account. I think that's why Lamelo's so highly prospected. It's just because of that aspect alone. But to your point, though, is a very good point. That's a big question about Lamelo. He never really—he's not a proven winner yet. Halliburton is. So to your point, there's a lot of things that go in Halliburton's favor right now. But I think yeah. people are thinking long-term ceiling-wise. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I could see it. I just. Not sure who will be the better player, and I really like Ooh. Tyrese a lot. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, you know, Anthony Edwards and Tyrese Halliburton are my two favorite prospects in this draft. You're very high on Halliburton. I, I'm very, I'm high as well. But oh you're yeah, very I high. was always high on him, and I thought, I think he's been climbing lately. Like he has. I was hearing, I was hearing one report like he's going to go four to eight, most likely. I mean, I don't think he was like that when no. I first started discussing his game about, I don't know how many months ago it was now. So it's interesting. He's climbing. Uh, we'll see what develops, man. He's going to be a good NBA player. I like it. So first pick, we'll go, okay, so you have Anthony Edwards to the Timberwolves. Second pick, let's just assume um, in the world that we're living in right now, the Warriors don't make a blockbuster trade and they still have that pick. Um, number two is James Wiseman. And I just think it's kind of, it's just obvious. I yeah, I just think it's just an obvious fit. You need a mobile center who can rim run, who's athletic, can move his feet, catch lobs. Good defender. You already have Steph. You have Clay. You have Draymond. You have Wiggins. James Wiseman's my second overall pick. Yeah, I like that. I agree with you. Um, they could go with another guy though. That uh, either either if it's Lamelo or Halliburton, 
or I don't think they would go with Edwards with that with that one. Um, even though he's my favorite prospect, but somebody that could dribble, pass, shoot, and play on the perimeter. You never know, you know, because they got a couple young players that played well this year, you know. So if they if they could step up, they might not need Wiseman at that spot. But I still do agree with you, and I think they will take Wiseman. And I like the pick. I think Wiseman's going to be a good NBA player. One thing I've said to Combo is one two Combo. Um, the one thing <laughs> that I did say though is the Warriors. Everyone leaks information for a reason. It's not just link. Like it's not a coincidence that such a well-run franchise like the Warriors has the most leaks. They're putting pressure on the Timberwolves, on the 76ers, all these teams to make moves. They have leaks that they like Denny. They have leaks smoke that, screens, right? Yeah, they they have leaks that they like everybody, and it's just full of smoke screens. And it's just so brilliant on the Warriors' part. They're in the mix with the James Harden trade. There's just so many different things that the Warriors are involved in. I wanted to throw that out there because, to your point, they do have options. They have Wiggins. They have the draft pick. I think they do go Wiseman, but like I was saying to your point, they've thrown so many smoke screens out and interested in so many different players. It wouldn't surprise me if they did something unconventional ahead of the curve and just did something out of the blue. Like draft Jay Scrub? <clears throat> don't think they would do that. I don't see that one coming. Um, but <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, who, who he, knows? He's a Chuko guy, so it's an it's unconventional route. We'll see where he goes. That's going to be interesting. We'll see. So now the third overall pick, the Hornets. Who did they select? The Hornets select LaMelo Ball. Yeah. So whoever doesn't get that first overall pick falls yeah, third to I Charlotte. Think, I think I think you just forget about fit and you take the best player available or the guy with the highest upside. And, and I, on my side of things, I would go Lamelo. Would I would go with him? You know, uh, obviously we all know how his game is. Uh, he actually put up really good numbers in a really good league. So it's not like it's just all it's not all flash. Like the kid has substance to his game. Every level he played at, he stepped up and played well. Right. Whether it was high school prep school in the nbl he definitely stepped up the drew the drew league is it's a summer league but he showed he could play with men you know and play well and be very confident and he doesn't lack confidence uh he obviously has one of the highest upsides in this draft and elite vision something you just can't teach so yeah i'll go with Lamelo. i covered a hornets game this season it feels like forever ago because this year just is like i forgot that i covered a game this february feels like last year um and that was this nba season i covered a hornets game combo and people forget about terry rozier he had so much love in Boston, um, and then he goes to Charlotte. They have a nice backcourt. Like, they have bigs. They, they ha- they're they a young squad, but they're missing that dynamic piece, and that's why I think LaMelo would be a good fit there. And honestly, even if Anthony Edwards falls to three, I think Anthony Edwards thrives there as well. Now, it is the, the Hornets. Well, obviously, I mean, Anthony Edwards would be a better fit there, I think, than LaMelo? Minnesota. No, then Minnesota. Oh, okay. But I just—I okay. was just saying, if I was Minnesota, I would right. take him because I feel like he's the best player. But obviously, it's a great fit for him because he's just going to get a lot of reps. Right. You know? No, no, no I agree. And I think yeah. Charlotte—it's a win-win for Charlotte. I think they either get Lamelo or they get Anthony Edwards, assuming that the Warriors get Wiseman. So the fourth overall pick, we have Chicago. I'm going with Danny Ajiva. I have him as the guy. Advia, Advia, Advia. There you go, Danny Advia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Danny Avia. And one thing that I really like about his game and how he fits with Chicago is you do have Levine, um, Wendell Carter, and then you have Laurie Marketing. So I've covered them as well. And I saw that team. I really like Zach's game. They're missing that wing. They're missing that wing who's a little Kobe bit. Kobe White's a certified bucket, right? Kobe White's a certified bucket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy can score. He can yeah. score. So that's why I think yeah. the wing just makes the most sense. Where do you like 
Denny's game in terms of what position he'll play? Like, do you think it'll more be like an on the ball three or off the ball four? Or where do you think teams will use him? And what do you think his skill set is for the NBA level? I think it depends on the situation. I don't think he's the most refined shooter right now. So I'm not sure how much off the ball he will be. It, it kind of depends yeah. on the situation because Zach, Zach Levine is somewhat ball dominant at times. But I think allowing Zach to play a little off ball and let Denny do what he does, I think that would help Zach's game as well. So in Chicago, I like him on the three, the wing, handle the ball a little bit, play make a little bit. I think that would complement everybody's game within that system. Okay. Why would you take Denny over Tyrese? Tyrese Halliburton? Yeah. Well, because you do have Kobe, you do have Zach, because Zach's a primary ball handler. And I do like Tyrese. And I think well, th- Tyrese plays very well off the ball. He does. And that's what that that's what's interesting. I just think they're missing piece because you already do have a little playmaking. You already do have a perimeter threat. They're missing piece as a wing. And so I think okay. Denny offers more for Chicago because of the, what they're missing. I think he fills a need more, if that okay. makes sense. OK, no, no, it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, Denny's thing is that he's not a great free throw shooter, which is usually a great indicator on what type of shooter you will become at the NBA level. Um, so that's a big concern, but he plays really well in transition. He's a good passer. And it seems like he's a good kid from his interviews I've seen online. So, yeah. Like that. He's a hard worker. He's always in the gym. So what do you think of the Hidu Turkoglu type of comps? Obviously, he doesn't have the jump shot of Hidu Turkoglu right now. But I, I've seen a lot of that comps with him. Have, do you see that a little bit, those flashes of Hidu? I think Hido had better feel for the game than Denny. Not saying that Denny doesn't have feel for the game. I just felt like Hedo was really comfortable with the basketball in his hands, like really comfortable, like kind of like how Joe Angles is, you know, just like could come off the pick and roll, could make decisions with the basketball. I mean, right. Denny does Denny does show promise in the full court in transition with that, but in the half court, I don't think he's as good yet as like a Joe Angles or a Hedo. So, right. yeah, I mean, I can see he's a – that's what they want him to be. Like that's – I think they want him to be a big ball handling guard, you know. Yeah, but uh, we'll see if he could do that, or he's going to have to play the four more like a Caspi did, who's from the same country. So we'll see. I'm not saying Denny's Luca by any means, but this is a copycat league. So I think when you do see an overseas player thrive and excel in a certain way, teams are going to be like, oh, yeah. okay, let's see if we can get that type of thing going. I'm not saying it will happen, uh, but I do think that's certainly going through some of their minds. Oh, a hundred percent. That helped his draft stock. Yeah, a hundred percent. I texted my friends about that, like. There's going to be a fear of missing out when it comes to Denny, and I think that raises his stock, and I think, you know, uh, that's going to help him a lot. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if he would go as high if it wasn't for Luca and what he's done, but I think if you're going to compare them, I think that's really unfair to Denny because Luca was a EuroLeague MVP before he ever got into the NBA. So, yeah, you know, right. it's, a little, it's, it's a little bit different. It's a lot different, I think. Right. We're four picks in. We got you. I had Anthony Edwards. I went Wiseman. Then we go LaMelo. Then we go Denny. Now we're at number five, the Cavaliers. Who did the Cavs pick, Combo? So wait. So that means we're doing it together, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going with Tyrese Halliburton. I mean, you got two ball-dominant guards. Or Did I pick Tyrese for every pick so far? I mean, you did say he could fit in every pick so far, which makes <laughs> sense because he can. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going with him. Um, you know, he has uh he has those two guys that uh that are ball dominant. Right, that right. You have Sexton and have, you have Porter Jr. Yeah, exactly. You have Sexton, Porter Jr. and Garland. Yes, and Garland. So yeah, Tyrese Halliburton could play off the ball. He could play the two. I think another guy that you could put there. Denny's off the table for us, right? Right. Obi Toppin, I think, would be a good fit there as well. So, okay, I'm about to say, let's uh, talk about that. So you just drafted 
a guard. Two people. I just, I just drafted two people. Guys. I know. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're a GM who wins no matter what. <laughs> no, but combo. Combo. Now, do you really think Halliburton can, can really succeed with already having key players that they already have at the guard position? So that's what I'm saying. Do you think it's smarter for them? You can get more out of the player if you do go with that wing or a big. I think that makes sense, what you're saying. And uh, Obi Toppin might be the move there. But I just – it's just that like – So I who are you like picking, Combo? Uh, well, if Tyrese Halliburton's available, I'm taking Tyrese Halliburton. Okay. So we won't draft him anymore for the rest of the draft, all right? Yeah, I have to scratch a couple things because I had him. <laughs> oh, we're doing this to get – see, we should have done each pick the same, no? You're right. No, you're right. But we're, we're just bouncing off of each other. I'm acting like you're uh, – yeah, yeah. we're so playing you all know, 30 GMs in the league within two people. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, the fans are going to get a lot out of it. So that's all that matters. Yeah. So Okay, yeah. so you're going with – it's official. Your official pick, you're giving it to Adam Silver through Zoom, is Tyrese Halliburton for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, he is not available anymore. Okay, I'm just making sure that's clear. Because but who I think who I think they will take in reality? You want me to tell you that? Okay, yeah. In reality, who do you see? I think whoever's available between Denny and Obi, I think they will take. See, now you have K Love, you have Drummond. I think Denny makes a lot of sense there. Yeah, yeah. I think they both do. I think they both do. I, uh, so I think they'll take one of those two guys if either of them are available. Who would I take? Terry Halliburton. You have to let me know who we're, who we're drafting by, who I think they would draft or who I would draft. Who you would draft. I want Combo's opinion. Okay, yeah, yeah, Tyrese Halbert. Okay. Now, just based off what you just told me, though, you think Obi would be okay at the three? If you have K-Love, you have Drummond, you have Sexton, you have Porter Jr., you have Garland. So you're putting Obi at the three then. Well, Larry Nance Jr. was playing some three. So that, why not That is Obi? true. I That's mean, true. You know, Obi is very capable on offense his biggest issue is defense so right. yeah i think he could play the three the four and even some small ball five right um the thing at the three is that sometimes threes have to play off the pick and roll in some systems so i don't know if he could do that right. but he definitely could knock down threes he'll be great pick and pop he's going to be really good on offense um it's just gonna we're gonna have to see how he figures it out on defense because he does have some issues i think some of it is overanalyzed like when they're just talking about his hips and his high center of gravity all day i think there's an overanalyst. Like, I think they're overanalyzing a little bit, but there definitely will be some issues on defense for him. I've never heard high center of gravity as much as I ever, like, to this draft. With Obi. Yeah, with Obi. I've never heard this. Oh it's like when, so, when social distancing first happened, I was like, I've never went from hearing social distancing to social distancing was within every sentence I heard, and now it's high center of gravity. Like, that's the next slogan. <laughs> Like, he's not going to be able to play in the NBA anymore. Like, what, he's going to go second round because he has high center of gravity? Get out of here. Like, I think Dwight Howard has a high center of gravity. He's 35 and he's yeah. fine, right? Yeah. Like, he has the small leg thing and the he's big up top and he's right. fine. Like, Obi will be fine. I, I mean, I'm not saying he'll too. be Dwight Howard, but he's super skilled offensively. He was the best college basketball player out. Like, I almost think he's getting underrated at this point because everybody's overanalyzing his defense. Right. You know? No, I agree. So, all right. So, we have Tyrese Halliburton's officially scratched off. He's off yeah, the draft want, board. He's off the, he's off the he's board. In, yeah. He's for the Cavs. So, now I'm going to go to the Hawks, and I'm going to pick Obi Toppin. It's kind of everything we just talked about. So, you have Josh Collins. You have Trey Young, um, Cam. You have a lot of elite guards. I'm looking at it now. I just think it makes sense. I would like to see him next to Josh Collins. John Collins, excuse me. I think the Hawks should draft Obi, and I think I think they should, and I think I could see that happening for them. Like I think I could, they would actually pick that as well. I think we're in agreement. Yeah, yeah, 
No, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, so no overthinking that one. Um, So now we're going to go to seven with the Pistons. Now you have to nail this one. It's a big one. Oh, why? I know who you want me to pick. Yeah, because if you don't pick them, I'm going to pick them. Like, I want to pick them. Go first, and I'll tell you who I got. No, because it's only right that we're alternating it, so it's right. We'll play this game how it's designed. I'll I'll take the hottest name in the draft right now who's climbing up the charts. Patrick Williams. Okay. I'll go with with Patrick Williams. Uh, (laughs) He has all the NBA tools. You need to be a good NBA player. He's really young. He seems to be a winner. And, you know, he's just that that long athlete that you like to have in the NBA. Everybody needs one of them. And if he could improve on the other things, he could just be a really good NBA player that could help a winning team win. So uh, I like Patrick Williams. He might not have the biggest superstar potential, but he has a lot of potential because of his youth and all the tools he has as an NBA player. So I'll go with Patrick Williams. Every roster needs a guy like Patrick Williams. I, I, yes. I, I really like his game. Um, okay, so you're going to the Pistons with Patrick Williams. I wanted you to pick. Wanted you to pick. R.J. Hampton. R.J. Hampton. I just think that makes yeah. the most sense. A dynamic guard with butts and seats. I just think it makes the most sense. But to your point, if you do still ride with Derrick Rose, having a wing, you do have Blake still. It, it works. It certainly works. I like Patrick Williams' game, though. Is R.J. Hampton ready right now to produce? Yeah. Like those guys like Anthony Edwards? or No, Tyler. no. I, I don't think he's as ready as Anthony Edwards. I don't think he may burst onto the scene his rookie year and just be like, okay, that's it. But I think, for one, we do live in a fast food type society where it's like, okay, we need it right now. And when you get young players and you see them develop, I think early you're going to see, okay, this kid is going to be special. And I think he will turn into something special. I just don't think he's right. going to burst onto the scenes first season doing what Anthony Edwards does. Yeah. But I just think it makes the most sense for Detroit, considering what they need. Um, just adding some excitement. Like I don't think people get excited when you think of Detroit. I think he would. No. I think he would provide that. No, no, no. I'm not mad at it. He's going to be. A, I think he's going to be a good NBA player. So we'll see what develops. Yeah. So number eight is the Knicks. I'm taking the Knicks. Um, well, first we have James Dolan as the owner. So as the GM of the Knicks, I, I do want to request a new owner. Um, okay. So that's my first move as GM of the Knicks. I think we need to make sure the front office is handled first um, before we draft any of these amazing players. So that's my first vouch. I think, okay, we can agree what position they need, right? With the Knicks, yeah. Yeah, they need a point guard. Yes. I like, I wasn't the biggest on R.J. Barrett, like out of college. I actually thought Cam Reddish was going to be a bigger upside than R.J. Barrett, but I do like R.J. Cam came on really strong at the end of this season. Yeah. Yeah, I'm more of a Cam guy, but I do like R.J. Barrett, and I think a point guard will help him more. And so considering that, I was going to pick, but, you know, you scratched my guy out four different times. That was going to be Tyrese Halliburton. <laughs> so, yeah, he, might not, he, he might not make it there. Nice. I don't th- yeah, I don't think he, he's certainly not making it there tonight. Uh, GM combo <laughs> like, got him. He's, he's already played on three teams. <laughs> yeah, but cons- <laughs> considering, uh, considering that you haven't picked R.J. Hampton yet, I think I'd pick R.J. Hampton um, at number eight for the Knicks. To go alongside R.J. Barrett. So at least you get in so a now, dynamic backcourt. Now you, now you have R.J. playing for two teams, so now we're even. Now yeah. we're even. <laughs> so I would probably go with Killian Hayes here. Okay. I would probably go with Killian Hayes. Great feel for the game. Lefty dominant, but he gets separation on his jump shot. Played at a pretty good level at Germany. Really young. Plays well in transition. Really good vision. 
Um, has a lot of upside. Some people even have him number one on their big boards. So what do you think, where, where do you see him in going throughout like his career? Like, what do you see him as like, what's his ceiling for you? I know that's hard. That's a very hard thing to do, but just kind of just what you've seen already based off the way he plays, um, some similarities, you may see someone in the league. Sometimes players are just their their own selves. Sometimes it's not really a, a comp. Yeah, like he gets that separation, like a Harden, but I don't think he'll ever be the scorer Harden is. Do you think of like a D. Has... Russ a little bit? Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Not a super explosive athlete, but great feel. Right. Um, could score on, has the potential to score on all three levels, even though his three-point percentage isn't great yet. I think his free throw percentage is pretty good, which is a good indicator, as we spoke of before. So I think he'll end up being a good shooter. He's really lefty dominant, so uh, the right hand is something he could work on. But, yeah, I like D'Angelo Russell for him. That, that's, that's a good one. Just, you know, like a slinky-type scorer who could see the floor as well and put, you know, put stats on the board. And Yeah, I like him. I like Killian. Great feel for the game. Cool. All right, number nine, uh, we're going to go with the Wizards. That is you, my friend. The Wizards. Yes, sir. Aneka Okongwu. I hope this said his name right. Uh, you know, they need, uh, they need a big. They got John Wall. They got Bradley Beal. They need some bigs up front, and um, he can rebound. He's not a bad shooter. He can right. run the floor. He has good length. I think he fits there well, and uh, maybe he could help them right away and play some productive minutes. Who who would you go if you had that pick? No, I, I, I actually agree. I think that makes the yeah. most sense because it looks like John Wall, obviously John Wall's coming back, but it looks like Bradley Beal's probably going to stay if I had to bet my money. Um, so then you already have a backcourt. So I'd say either a wing or a big, but in this case I would go with the big. Yeah, so so we're agreeing on that one. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like his game. Um, number ten, the Suns. Now this is getting really interesting because of the topic that we'll get into right after this pick. You have D Book, obviously. You have Ubre. You have DeAndre Ayton. Um, yeah. You know, I didn't think they had a point guard because Book does a little bit of everything. He's a combo guard. Sometimes he's point. Sometimes he's shooting guard. So I'm like, well, it would they- be, yeah, it'd be really cool to have a point guard to help him. But now there's rumors that they get Chris Paul. So if they were, do I draft according to if they get Chris Paul or if they don't? Because if they don't, I, I haven't picked Killian Hayes yet. I picked uh, Tyrese Halliburton. So I think Killian Hayes would make a lot of sense next to D-Book. I, I could okay, see that. Well, how, how about this? Even if Chris Paul comes, it's a guard that could learn the game from Chris Paul. Chris Paul could be the guy who not only has that role that usually the end of the bench guy has, who's a veteran, that could bring young guys up. But he could also be a very, very that's true good NBA player that could help the team at the same time. I mean, Chris Paul wears many hats. I mean, I think he could do that. I think he could help a young point guard and help the team get wins. Right. So uh, I still don't think there'll be a championship contender, even if Chris Paul goes. No, no. So, so I don't know if they'll be really be playing for a championship. So he'll be able to groom that. That'll be he'll be able to groom that young PG. So I think they could still go with a PG. Yeah, I think Killian would be a great pick if he's there. All right, well then, yeah, I'll make you just sold me. So that's going to be my pick. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I would pick it. Look, man, he's going to only make Killian better for the long run. Teach him the NBA game, right? Right. No, yeah, I like that. Now, all right, so we got our top ten picks of the NBA draft combo. You did a ten out of ten job. I think I was around eight or nine. So I have some nah, work to do. You were but a 10, um. Man. <laughs> Thank you very much, GM Combo from Combo's Court. I appreciate you, and you stay safe. I'll see you soon. Thanks for having me, Max. Talk soon. Thank you for tuning in to Combo's Court, and big shouts to Max for having me back on his show, the MVP. 
go rate, review, and punch down on that subscribe button wherever you listen to Combos Court. Be on the lookout for episode 216. Combo out.